If you're a leader, you should be the healthiest person in the room. If you're not the healthiest person in a room, then it's like having an asthmatic Sherpa on Mount Everest. No one wants to follow the asthmatic Sherpa. So if you're not healthy, if you're not deep in your roots, if you haven't cleaned up, then you're someone that people have to follow, not want to follow. And your influence is really low. So if you want to be, if you want to expand your influence, and if you want to deal with some limiting beliefs, then the intensive is perfect for you so that you get out of your own way. The Invincible Teams podcast is powered by Evergreen. Evergreen provides teamwork, training, and consulting to help your team thrive in every season. If you want to have a team that makes other leaders jealous, get started by going to their website in the show notes and scheduling your free consultation today. Welcome to Invincible Teams, a podcast for team leaders and business owners who are tired of dealing with drama and politics, high turnover, and teams not meeting their potential. We know that team leaders and business owners like you are pretty much always under pressure to get the most out of your teams. And we believe that every team should reach their potential and that if we get intentional, our teams can become invincible. Today on the podcast, we're talking about a new program from our partners at Giant called a Leadership Intensive. If you want to be the healthiest leader for your team, this program might be the best thing you could do for yourself and for them. One of the most profound things we talk about is why it is so important to understand the reality of where we currently are and how we can make plans moving into the future. This conversation is happening both as an audio podcast and as a video over on our YouTube channel. So if you can, I highly recommend checking out the video version because there are a lot of great visuals that will help you get the most out of this conversation. I will also try to put some of those in the show notes here that you can access uh, if you don't want to do the video version. Finally, I just want to ask you guys to share this content if you find it helpful or insightful. Share this episode with someone you know or just share it with your social media feeds. And please take just a quick second to leave a rating and review on whatever podcast platform you're using. Those go a long way to helping other leaders find our content. Okay, enough intro from me. Here's our conversation with Giant founder and chairman, Jeremy Kubitschek. Welcome back to the Invincible Teams podcast. Uh, I'm Ryan Mayfield here with... Alexis Gerben and... I have to and I have to say myself, Jeremy Kubitschek. Yeah. Wow, so I didn't know I'd have to introduce myself. I was, I was you, totally off. I missed it. You know, <laughs> you know, that's okay. Something remarkable is happening here today that has never happened before. Uh, and that is, for the first time ever, we have a guest back for a second time. You, you've made the cut, Jeremy. Yes. Victory. Victory. Yes. You, know, you know he's oh, good. Oh, my goodness. All I heard was don't screw up, don't screw up, don't screw up. That's what I heard you just say. So, yeah, well, I mean, we'll see if a third one happens. We, you know, we'll see. Well, good to be with you guys and good to everyone who's listening, wherever you are on the road or on a walk or whatever you're doing. Good to. Good to chat with you. Yeah. Well, we're excited to have you back. Uh, if you haven't heard the first episode with Jeremy, first of all, go back and listen to that. Um, but just by way of reminder, um, Jeremy, do a, a quick introduction for yourself. Um, I'm really, really good looking. Um, I'm really funny. Uh, like that <laughs> kind of stuff, too. Brian. Humble too, and, right? Don't forget humble. Really humble. No, I'm a, I am an almost 50-year-old, um, partially balding guy. Um who has three kids and a wife. I live 
in a modern farmhouse development that my wife and I built called the Prairie at Post in Arcadia, Oklahoma, Oklahoma City. And I'm, um, I'm a serial entrepreneur. I create content. I build businesses. I impact people. Some people, a lot of people know me for Giant uh, as a founder of Giant and as a um, executive chairman of Giant. Um, and so I basically build content that people use to liberate other people. And it's, it's fun. It's a fun job. Well, you've got a fun team around you and the content that Giant creates um, is as good as you could get anywhere. I know Alexis uh, would agree with me on that one as well. So yeah. Alexis, anything Thank Jeremy you. left out of his intro? No, I just am thinking about how excited I am for what we're about to talk about. I'm sorry. I'm being very selfish. I'm just thinking about myself right now. I'm realizing how wonderful the content is in light of the season of life that I'm actually in um, coming out of just a, a season of working retail for a really long time and now being able to kind of realign vision and mission and purpose, get back in my own 70-30, which is all stuff that Jeremy has taught. On, and I have learned so much from um, Jeremy and Steve, the, the founders of Giant. So yeah, sorry, that's what I was thinking about as Jeremy was doing his hilarious intro, but I'm really excited to dive into what we're talking about today. Yeah. Come on, let's do it. I'm fired up. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, let's let's go for it here. I know, you know, we're talking about something that you're calling uh, an intensive. And for those that, you know, aren't familiar with with Giant, we'll try to uh, keep it, you know, relevant for everybody. But talk to us a little bit about this thing and why it's important. I know we were talking about coming out of 2020, stepping into 2021, trying to shock. Uh, I think what was the phrase you used? Shocking you out of 2020. Uh, yeah, so talk right. to us a bit why you want to talk about this topic at all. Yeah. Well, you know, um, I'm, I'm a, we're a big believer in you can only grow as high as you are deep. It's just the simple fact that the depth of a tree uh, basically uh, forecasts the growth, the height of the tree. And so if you think about the root system of people, there's a lot of people who their roots shrink, their roots shallowed they you know they became dry or they are dry i mean i i talked to a good buddy last night a good friend who's a liberator he's an influencer i mean when i say influencer one of the top influencers to stars and politicians mm-hmm. and he has shriveled up he stopped call, calling people talking to people the last year and a half have taken him out mm-hmm. and he he needed a friend and i just talked to him for an hour and a half just pouring into him and calling him back up. And the idea was like, no, no, we need to dust you off, brother. We need to get you back into the game. Mm-hmm. We need your mind to be right. We need you to be thinking. And yeah, it's going to shift. It's going to be different because our world changed. Um, most everyone's world changed. But the idea of doing an intensive, and Giant's been doing this from the very beginning when Steve and I built new companies in the very beginning, we, we started with an intensive, which is basically going deep with someone to help unlock them to their full potential. But you have a process and a journey. And it's like, this is the time to actually dust yourself back off, but do it in a, not just a book, do it in a process, right? Like you go through sessions and we've created six sessions that we've called the, um, uh, a, a, an intensive. It's a leader intensive. It works for life. It's a, it, we also have a team intensive. Um, you can use it for family. Um, all of it is designed to go deep. And the concept of intensive is, yeah, it's intense, but it's gold on the other side. And that's mm-hmm. all I'm saying is like, 
Um, so I'd love to share some of the pieces of it. I'm not going to go through all of it because it's six sessions that take a long time, but they're really, really some key components that you need to do if you're listening to, to dust yourself off. One thing I'll just say too, that I love about this process Jared, right off the bat is the fact that, you know, looking at this last year, we know that isolationism has become a very real thing in that leaders already feel isolated often because there's, you know, the further up they go, the less they have from a communal standpoint, from a collaborate collaboration standpoint to really easily connect with um, people who are on their same level. Then you take this year, putting everybody in their little holes, you know, everybody sort of gets separated and that much more isolated. And I feel like the impact of that on the leader's mindset, like you're talking about your friend who is an incredible influencer, is an incredible, has an incredible capacity for impact. And yet over this last year and a half has really been taken out. And so I love the the fact that this process is not done in a bubble. Like you are doing it with someone else on the other side of you who's actually helping you walk through this process. Um, and really ideally, like you're saying, calling you up and into who you are. So yeah, um, that's right. And, and I will say, um, you know, Ryan and Alexis, that you guys know this, but to everyone listening, this is a process that is deep and it has, you, you need a guide to go through this. Um, right now, there are certain things I'm going to give you that you can take in today and it can be really interesting but to go through it well, you have to have a guide, someone to process that. And that's really what Giant is about. We basically, we certify people, uh, guides. So we, we basically serve Ryan's and Alexis and people uh, around the world. We just create the content to let them do that and create the systems and the platform, the technology platform for that to happen. So, um, yeah. So we, shall we jump in? Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's do yeah. it. Okay, let's jump into the first thing uh, that we do is there's six sessions that we believe that six components to an intensive. The first one is called story. It's just really, really important for people to understand the story uh, of where they come from and where their life is. And so um, some of that is just, you know, who are you? Where'd you come from? Um, what were your oughts and shoulds? You know, what did your what was your schooling like, and what was your parents like, and and um, what was their style, and was there a faith or a family tradition uh, that affected you? You know, good or bad. Um, how did your siblings influence you, um, good or bad? Um, you know, what what was the what were some things that were successes, and what were some failures? And it's context. And what's really interesting about that is. Uh, Right there in those nine questions, um, you know, uh, what's one thing from your past that affects you most today? What you'll find is that there are certain limiting beliefs that are in us that came from our heritage and we don't realize it. And a lot of people are living right now in stress and in fear and in some patterns that may have been produced in them from their family background that's ingrained inside their family and they're just not aware of it and so the process of like huh yeah wow this was a this is still affecting me you know i had one the other day i, I talked to um, uh, a senior executive um, and she's really um afraid of the future and when i dug into it i found out that her dad had lost his job when she was in high school and she had to work double shifts in high school as a waitress and a hostess. And that has affected her for the rest of her life. Like she doesn't handle that stress very well. So she's deathly afraid of not having enough. So 
that's a significant component. And it's important to understand and know uh, that's one thing that affected them, um, uh, affected her. So Jeremy, one of the stories I always tell as you talk about this, it, it brings it to mind is um, I remember bringing home my report card in fifth grade, right? And uh, I remember it was the first time ever that I brought home anything except straight A's. I had the unpardonable sin of a B plus, you know, and um, my my dad just destroyed me over it. Right. Got like grounded for a couple of weeks and and it was bad. And and I remember a few years ago processing that and uncovering that story and going, okay, the lesson I learned there was if it's not perfect, it's not good enough. Right. And so those stories are powerful, digging those things up. It really does change a lot about how you move through the world. Absolutely. That's no, that's so helpful because once you figure that out, it has less power over you. Absolutely. And it's like, it's like a key to uncovering, huh? And by the way, we're not, we're not searching these things out to wallow in it. We're not searching these things out to go, tell me about your mom. Tell me about your dad. We're not psychologists and those, those things. We're simply going, Hey, is there anything that you've thought of that might be a help here that might affect your belief system? And so then you go into the influencers in your life and you do the same thing. And you take the support challenge matrix, you know, high support, low support, high challenge, low challenge. And you look at any key influences in your life. And so Alexis and Ryan, both of you think of one person in your life and what range were they? So like in my case, my mom was a protector to a liberator and she would oscillate back and forth, protecting and spoiling and liberation. Um, and then my dad was abdication liberation and that he was always working and always busy and gone. So there's abdication, but I had no domination in my life, mm-hmm. which was interesting when I did this exercise, I built this and then I did it. And I was like, <laughs> huh, growing up, I had no domination. There was no one in my life other than like a bully in the neighborhood. So I had Tony, you know, when I got a fight with Tony, Tony was the dominator on my block, but see what I'm saying? Like, yeah, this is part of your history. And you're like, okay, well, what does that mean then? That means I had a healthy upbringing and I didn't get into domination until later where some of you are like, are you kidding me? Everyone in my life was dominator. Right. I had no one in my life that could liberate it. Yeah. It sounds like Ryan, that's probably what you are at least in the, in the, parental space. It sounds like dad was more of a dominator for you. Yeah. Yeah. He would fall in the dominate abdicate space for sure. But I was um, more raised by my grandparents, which would be more both above that line uh, in the protector liberate space. So I got a little bit of all of it. Yeah. And I think about it for myself, definitely had very, uh, so grateful to be able to say it, like very healthy parents who stayed in that liberation space for me through life, it still are just constantly growing in their own self-awareness. But I will say I had a boss my first year out of college. It was a really intense combination of both domination and liberation. And I feel like he was a key component of my kind of shaping of how I see myself in the professional space and how I see what I bring to the world. Um, and it's been really interesting to dive into that as I look at key influences, because he did have an incredible capacity to liberate in that he gave me vocabulary for so much of what I didn't even realize I had in me, but he also had a very specific lens as to how he saw me. And so I started to see myself that way, sort of in the domination space. Um, so it's been interesting to break that down in the last few years. 
Yeah, absolutely. So you know, you, this is all part of our story, right? And so if you think about where your current challenge is, so if you're listening and you had you know, a buzzsaw called 20, 2020 and you literally, um, it took you out or it affected you dramatically, then by going back into really understanding um, why you're maybe thought the way you thought or acted the way you acted, it's actually cathartic. So you kind of go through your story timeline. And some of you, by the way, 2020 was great. And it was, and some of you, it was horrible. Um, so the, the idea then is to really do, um, we do the story map and we do a, a mapping of uh, above the line and below the line, what are the highs, what are the lows? A lot of people have done this before, but not in the context of all of it together. And you start going, oh my goodness. Yeah. It was when we moved, I lost all my friends and that that's affected me ever since. Or when I changed jobs, I thought it was going to be this and it wasn't. And then I don't have any confidence in the future. See what I mean? All those things affect you. So ultimately what we're doing in this first session of an intensive is we're getting you to think about your limiting beliefs. What is it that you're, where are the inhibitions and where are the prohibitions? So the prohibition is when you tell yourself or when someone tells you, you can't do something, it's enforced restriction. Uh, you can't jump over this fence. It's illegal. It do not kill. Do not steal. Those are pro prohibitions. Inhibition is a limiting belief. When you tell yourself it's a prohibition, but you realize it's actually you and you're saying, oh my goodness, I'm like, I, I have had so many people lately that have had uh, inhibitions. Like I didn't think I was good enough. I didn't think I could. I didn't, I didn't feel like, like um, I had permission. Okay. Did anyone tell you you didn't have permission? No, it's really my fear that I'm not good enough. Okay. So you're blaming it on a prohibition, but it's really a limit inhibition that you don't think you're good enough. Um, I had one guy the other day say, um, I'm afraid I'm going to be found out uh, for who I am. And then he said, and I'm also afraid that I'm not going to follow through because I've always been told all my life that I don't follow through. I'm like, Oh my goodness. We just found gold. We found the inhibitions, the limiting beliefs that are going to keep you locked down and people are tired of being locked down. It's time to unlock and unlock potential. You have to go back in and clean up the past to go, hey, this is, it just is. We're not victims. It is. So you've had a horrible life. Okay. Well, what does that mean? Like what's present future, not past to present. So present future is a whole nother way of living. So what you do is we have a whole society right now that is locked in to past present. They're playing the blame game for everything that's in the past that we have no control over. Mm. And so, but what's happening is we are giving the opportunity to go, huh? Yeah. How should I think about minorities or how should I think about um, you know, people groups, or how should I think about actions and how should I, well, that's healthy because it gives us a chance to explore, but I also go, okay, based on that, I do want to change a couple of things, but here's who I am. I'm a liberator. I'm a freedom fighter. Mm. I fight for the highest possible good. So in my present to future now, how am I going to live? And that's what we're doing is we're using this intensive process to get you ready for the present future by dealing with your past not as a victim, but as a reality and going, it is what it is. So take all of that and use it. Don't waste that crisis. Turn it into gold. Don't wallow in mud. It's funny, Jerry, even as you talk about it, I think about the distinction that I will often make between coaching and counseling, yep. knowing very well that so much of this stuff, a counselor can do some really 
has to do some really deep work often with people on looking back at the past and really considering how were you shaped? What were the traumatic experiences that really created the personality that has come out of you? But what I love about this and what I love about coaching is that coaching looks at the future and coaching makes an action plan for the future. And actually then ideally a good coach is going to hold you accountable to the things that you say you really want to press into. Um, and that I think is, is the gold of really this process is that it is looking at future. How are we making progress? What's, what does it look like to actually change the story now? That's it. No, that's so, it's so good. It's true. And, and to, to be a good coach is provoking the unlocking and yeah. it's unlocking potential. Ryan, any thoughts on that before we move on? I think that's great. And I love the distinction, Alexis, between counseling and coaching, you know, not as a knock on counseling, but, oh, um, totally. but I do, I love that. I think that's great to, yeah. to call out. And so the concept then is each one of these sessions gives you a chance. And so this is a coaching session. It's just an intensive there's intention and intensiveness to it that goes, Hey, I'm leading you. We're leading you through a process and a journey. Uh, and the second one goes into voice. So then it's to step into your voice and that's the five voices. We won't go into it. A lot of you may have heard about uh, Ryan share, Alexis share the five voices, but the, the voices allow you to step into who you are and who like, you know, I am a connector, creative pioneer. Why do I keep trying to play pioneer? Mm. Or why do I keep trying to be something that I'm not? I'm really this voice and stepping into it as a foundational voice and learning. So if you're a nurturer, oh my goodness, be it, step into it. There's been so many guys that we've been helping get comfortable with the fact that they're a nurturer. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, great, That's good. be it, do it. We need it. And yeah. when, when they do, then they get their power comes. Yeah. So with their voice comes power. And ultimately that's the, the goal of that second uh, part of it. Fun side note, Jared, just because we need to tell you about this. Ryan and I just did a podcast. I was like wondering if Ryan was going to bring it up. We just did a podcast called the pioneer principle and pioneer paradox. Pioneer paradox. Sorry, sorry. Pioneer paradox. Clearly it's a new concept we're developing, oh, yeah. but it, it's a whole idea of so often people look at the pioneer and try to be like them and want to be like them and don't step fully into the gold of their voice. And so we just went through and really dug out what is the gold in each voice that when it is fully lived into, it is so good for the rest of the world to see and so good for the rest of the world to receive. Um, So we really dug into just what that actually looks like and how the pioneer is gold in and of itself, but the nurturer's gold is so different. And so it was really fun, but we, we were like, huh, I wonder if Jeremy's ever thought about the, the pioneer paradox. Like I'm sure no, he's not, a, we just haven't named, named it yet. You codified it and probably taken it further, but that is the reality. We yeah. see it all the time. Everyone's totally. trying to be somebody and I have, I was trying to be someone. Right. So that's the comparison trap. That's all of that. So, but it's when you step into your own voice and really understand who you are, and then you go back to your history and your timeline and go, Oh my goodness, that connector, creative pioneer, was there the whole time but i was trying to be the pioneer here here and here when i was trying to be a pioneer i was just average but when i'm a connector creative pioneer i'm above average i mean i'm i'm fully unlocked into who i really am that's partially why uh not that a connector creative pioneer couldn't be a ceo 
But I've been the CEO of Giants since 2002. And last summer, I went through this process in the middle of, of um, COVID. And by the way, that's why we had this for years, but we just cleaned it up to make it accessible for everyone and codified this intensive. But I went through it for myself. And I realized that if I'm going to be the best me, it's not as CEO. So I stepped down as CEO of my own companies and um, became executive chairman and promoted Bronson Taylor because I felt Bronson was the best fit, present, future. Mm -hmm. What does the organization need based on where we're going? And it wasn't me. Mm. And I I had to go through my own humility, my own process of dying and uh, overcoming. And it took me from, let's say, August till maybe December, mm. uh, early January. It took me that long to deal with it and mourn and grieve and get over it and get over myself and then learn how to be good at setting up someone else. But for the organization, I'm much better for the organization as a healthy connector, creative pioneer yeah. than faking being a pioneer connector. Yeah, totally. So therefore it's helpful. And now what we did is we call it a creative. It's one plus one equals three. So Bronson and me equals three versus just me alone or just Bronson alone. So now the uh, I always said this, Giant's going to get the best of me, not the mess of me. And so um, that's ultimately where I'm, uh, what I've been trying to do for myself. Gosh, I just think about like the humility in that we know. Okay, so we got to give Jeremy the two, the two points now. He's he is humble, like he, like he talked about it earlier. But I <laughs> I think about the gold that then if you spent your entire life trying to be the pioneer, the kind of mess that then like again, not that God can't redeem it, not that God doesn't use it, all, not that it can't be used, but the the best that you're now giving is so much better and has such greater capacity to impact so many more because you chose to really understand yourself. And so I just think about the cost of people not doing something like this or not taking advantage of tools like this, then it's like, we don't know what we don't know. We don't know what we're missing. So we don't, they, oftentimes people don't know the gold that's really inside them to give because it's all locked up. And that's why you need like a Sherpa. You need someone to help you process this because it's deep, you know, and I had a few people processing with me mm. because I had to go through and go, man, here's what I'm afraid of losing. Mm -hmm. I had to deal with my own Mm self-preservation. What am I afraid of losing? What am I trying to hide? What am I trying to prove? Yeah, I wasn't trying to hide much, but I was definitely afraid of losing and I was definitely trying to prove. Mm -hmm. And therefore, when I had, when I overcame that in that, that choice is, which was really the next part of the intensive, the choice is then freedom. It's choice out of, out of uh, health, not out of fear. So what we've done in this third session, and then we can, I'll, I'll shut up and you guys can talk about anything else, but um, yeah, we, we started to help people understand uh, choices. So if you understand your story and then you understand your voice, so you know your past and then you know who you are, your wiring, then you can begin to step in and understand how you make decisions. And this is what happened to me. I was making a big decision last summer. So the idea is basically about your driving motivations. Uh, so I use this symbol of a coin and there's two sides of a coin. There's heads and tails. Heads is equal of a coin as tails is equal of a coin, right? They're the same coin, but when they're up, you know, they look totally different when you flip them over. So the same with our drivers, how we make decisions, there's pain drivers and there's gain drivers. So Making decisions from pain, which equals fear, is one set. I make decisions differently 
then if I turn the coin over and I make decisions based off of gain or um, confidence. So if I'm confident and I'm, I'm healthy and I feel good about things, then I'm going to make decisions much differently than if I'm not confident and I'm insecure and I'm afraid and in pain. So what happens then is you start looking, if you look at your story and then you look at your voice, your wiring, then you can start looking at your, your motivation. So over the last, um, take a look at your last three big decisions you made. Alexis, you decided to stay in Ohio, not move. Uh, Ryan, you know, you decided to get that neck tattoo that, right. no, I'm, I'm joking. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> the Mike Tyson eye tattoo, you know, <laughs> was that a good choice or not? Uh, my point is, is that we make decisions and choices based off of pain or gain. So what is a pain? You know, a pain, um, I'm afraid of losing respect. Um, I'm, I'm a fear of looking incompetent. Um, I'm afraid of losing income. I'm afraid of not being stable. So by the way, uh, every one of us has natural two sides of a coin. We have natural fears, but are the fears overriding the, the gains, the positive? So um, that story I told you about that uh, girl, um, the lady that was um, coaching, I asked her about this. I go, so what's your gain? Oh, I want to win. She's a pioneer guardian because I want to win. I'm like, okay, yeah. So everything I do is pretty much around winning. I just like to win. I'm like, all right, well, what do you think your pain is? And we, we dug and we dug and we dug and we finally realized she's a, uh, she wants to be stable. So her pain, her, her pain driver is stability. Her driving motivation is stability. And then we looked at her last few decisions and she realized she was making all of her decisions out of the fear of not being stable. And it had nothing to do with winning because if she really wanted to win, she would have made different decisions. Uh, an example, her husband is in a dead end job and she he wants to go be an entrepreneur and start this business, but she's afraid that they won't be stable because her dad wasn't stable in high school and she had to do a take on another job. And she's afraid that her husband won't make it. So he's suffering in a dead end job all because of her fear of not being stable. And it was like, Eureka, she was like, Oh my goodness. So we went, we went back to her timeline. We went all the way back here and we looked at all of her decisions since high school were all based on fear. She didn't go to that really great opportunity overseas because she was afraid that she was not going to have enough. She didn't take the job that she didn't let her husband, see what I mean? And it like rocked her and we're in the middle of this. And so she's now realizing her gain, her desire to win is really low. Mm. She's got coins. She's got tails up there and she's making all of her decisions on tails, mm -hmm. not on heads. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Definitely. Mm -hmm. So you start getting into it and you start going, okay, guys, everyone listening, what's your pain motivator? And what's your gain motivator? Mm -hmm. What is it that's really driving your decisions? And but by the way, you're both of them are there. But what we want is we want you to make decisions from the healthy place, from your from the gain driver not from the pain driver. Something I just made me think about in that too, Jared, is that it gets easier. The momentum principle starts to work, right? And it can work either in the pain driver or the gain driver. And so once you start making decisions 
based in fear, it gets easier and easier. That becomes the norm to sort of think in those patterns and to make decisions based in that, that thought process. And so it, it's that much harder than to flip the script, but the script needs to get flipped. And when it does the same thing, it's like the upward spiral, the momentum that can then be gained from the other side of actually making decisions based out of gain, based out of the the mindset, a healthier mindset. Right. But again, this is the process that actually holds the mirror up and allows somebody to flip that script, allow somebody to flip the coin. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's the concept of really getting to the point of overcoming self uh, uh, preservation and the negative self-preservation. What am I afraid of losing? So a lot of people are locked up because they've been afraid of losing. So um, this last year, you could have lost, if you're listening, you could have lost a lot. And what that does is instead of you dealing with it, you shrink back, you pull back into your cave, it then pulls up all of these old wounds, all of these old pains, and you really start making decisions out of scarcity and out of fear because of what you just went through. I'm just giving one scenario. And all of a sudden you realize that you're not fully you. It was like my friend last night. So I talked to him and I said, what's going on? He goes, well, I've had some deaths and I'm just, I'm so tired of death. And he, uh, he, and he's an African-American and he's talking about his fear of his kids um, and his college kids being pulled over and all of that's rocked him. And like, he's had some things that have happened to him uh, personally from uh, some domination in the past. And then he had two people who he felt stopped calling him because it was transaction. It's like, they were just transactional. They just wanted me for my connections, not in relationship. And I thought we were in a relationship and his fear of losing caused him to pull back. And he, he basically realized last night he's, he's got a wall up because he doesn't want more pain. And I showed him, I said, do you see mm-hmm. how your fear caused a strain in my relationship with you? Because you just disappeared. Mm-hmm. You went away. And I thought maybe there's something I had done. And then you wouldn't respond. And you're acting to me just like those two people are acting to mm-hmm. you. Wow. I go, do you realize how many more people you might be doing that to right now? And you're losing influence all because you're afraid of losing. Mm-hmm. So when you're afraid of losing, you put up a big wall and that wall becomes a tomb. It becomes your own casket mm-hmm. and you end up dying and burying yourself when you didn't need to do it. So we basically processed that and we got to the point of what are you afraid of losing? I'm afraid of losing relationships. Okay. Well, you're losing them because you're afraid of losing them. Right. right. <laughs> when you over, when you overprotect what you're afraid of losing, you lose it sooner. Yeah. Gosh, and there's so, so much in that. <laughs> there's so, my heart is like starting to beat out of my chest. Like there's so much in that because there's so much about assumption. I, I just think about the concept of when communication isn't happening, when communication dies, assumptions rise, like assumptions are able to be made so much more. And it's exactly that it's, you don't even realize who's making assumptions where you don't realize how much your lack of action or action in the wrong space is creating capacity for other people to make assumptions. And so I'm so glad you had the conversation with him that you did last night, just to be able to liberate him again and, and get him back to just understanding where he's actually, what, what the consequences of those actions by default, by accidentally sort of like letting himself get dug into a hole the kinds of relationships that he's now impacting and affecting in a negative way. I'm so, I'm so glad you had a conversation with him. 
So it gets into then you start tracking yourself to know yourself, to lead yourself. What are my tendencies? When do I do it? Which are patterns? When do I do it? And why do I do it? What are the actions that I'm actually doing? So you can actually go through your pain tendencies and I'm afraid of losing. Okay. When, when does that happen? Whenever there's a big decision about money. Okay. Why does it happen? Because my dad, all right. What do you normally do? I normally pull back. What are the consequences? Huh? I don't have the opportunities. I don't win as much. What's your reality? You're in a constant state of fear and anyone around you is, is a little bit nervous. So they, they're squeamish as well. So you don't make the decisions that you need to get to the next level. That's just an example, right? But you can go through the know yourself, lead yourself tool and you start to dissect it. And now you start looking at like, oh my goodness, this is rampant in me. These, these pain dri- drivers are in me and they're causing me the very thing that I don't want. And that's the, the step to unlocking your potential. So if you're interested in going into an intensive, intensive is just a process of going into your life and looking for the desire of liberating yourself, of getting yourself to the next level, of fighting for your highest possible good, of calling yourself up, not out. And ultimately to do it with a guide is someone who can actually be a Sherpa for you. They'll actually take you through the process. So that's what Ryan, that's what Alexis, that's what you guys do. But this is is such a great journey of a coaching process because once you've established this in the coaching context, you can always go back to it. And that's what the fun part about the platform is we actually have it where you can, we'll have it where you can actually put it all on and go back to it versus trying to find that book that you write the notes in. And you go, here's your life and here's your inhibitions. Here's your pain driver. And you start collecting it and it starts to tell the story. And then you start the healing. You start taking things off that aren't helpful. You start calling yourself up. And then you begin to go on this journey of present future. What do you want? Where is the dream? What is the vision? How do you get there? Well, a lot of people want things, but they don't do the hard yards. They don't go, they don't go deep. So they want to be high, but they're about an inch deep with their roots that tip right over in the next storm. In this case, what we're trying to do is we're trying to get you to the place where you can deal with the things that are in your past. You can deal with the present and then move to the future, but your roots will go deep. So there's life-giving water, there's stability, there's a frame, a foundation to really grow from. Jeremy, make a, a connection for me here. You know, this stuff is obviously awesome and like can be incredibly impactful for for people for leaders for families all that make the connection for me about why someone in a you know corporate team context should care about this yeah. how can they use it yeah so um here's a here's a big bold statement ready um if you're a leader you should be the healthiest person in the room if you're not the healthiest person in a room then it's like having an asthmatic sherpa on mount everest no one wants to follow the asthmatic sherpa they want the healthy sherpa mm-hmm. it's fair mm-hmm. yeah. a sherpa is someone who climbs and helps others climb a leader is someone who performs and helps others perform so if you're not healthy if you're not deep in your roots, if you haven't cleaned up and gotten to a place where you can really go to the uh, present future, then you're someone that people have to follow, not want to follow. And your influence is really low. So if you want to be, if you want to expand your influence, and if you want to deal with some limiting beliefs, then the intensive is perfect for you so that you get out of your own way. 
so that you get to become really, really effective. Now we also have a team intensive, which basically takes pieces of this and goes, let's understand the voices of everyone on the team. Let's understand the change that we want to go through as a group. Let's go into our pain as a team and go, what's not working and what do we want to get right? So we have a team intensive as well. The leader intensive is a personal journey for you for the coaching process. That makes sense. Yeah, that makes total sense. Um, so when, you know, my super practical self here, when are these things available for people? How do they access this stuff? Uh, the answer is May. What month are we in right now? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the answer is now. And uh, uh, so we're, we're finishing the last little pieces and uh, getting it all published for our, for the guides, for anyone in the giant ecosystem, the guides. And so if you're interested reach out to Ryan, Alexis, uh, start the journey. It's so much fun. It's so good. It's so deep. And it'll take you, uh, anyone that we've done an intensive with in the past, you know, it's life-changing. Uh, they don't forget it and they'll go back to it multiple times. The beauty of this though, is in the past, we would do like 24 hour intense. Mm-hmm. There was, it was like a fire hose and it was like, it was like taking too many vitamins and none of them really only partial the amount got through. Mm-hmm. Um, in this case, these are split up into six sessions. So they can be over the course of six months. You could do it in 36 hours, 24, 36 hours. Or you could do it, you know, however you want. You can do it over the course of a year. So it's spread out in a much more flexible way um, than it was in the past. But uh, anyway. I love it, Jerry. I love it. I love this whole thing so much. And I think the phrase that keeps coming to mind for me is letting words order the soul. And the beauty of this kind of a process where we're actually putting words to and naming so much of what people know is affecting them, but they don't know because they haven't named how to actually shift it. So I couldn't be more excited for the whole thing. Yeah. Awesome. Spoken like a true creative, Alexis. I mean, and even as you were talking, Jared, it's funny because it's like we're always in process, right? We're always learning more. I am a creative connector pioneer and I still battle so much of that paradigm that paradox that we just talked about because there's so much of me that sees the the gold in the pioneer but i have watched over these last few years like when i am fully able to connect the way that i am designed and when i'm fully able to ideate and go deep deeper than deep as a creative with someone that is that's where i'm best and i know it and so it's such a freeing feeling to finally get there awesome yeah Well, Jeremy, um, thanks again for jumping on here and talking through this. I'm really excited to share this with people. I think, um, as we've said, you know, this is, has such potential for, for impact with people, with leaders, and then also the people that they influence as well. So super excited to get this out there and thanks again. Got it. Thank you guys. Appreciate it. See you later. Thanks for listening today to the Invincible Teams podcast. Please consider giving us a rating and a review on whatever podcast platform you are currently using. If you think today's content might be useful for someone you know, please consider sharing it with them. Just a reminder that the Invincible Teams podcast is brought to you by Evergreen. Evergreen provides teamwork training and consulting to help you eliminate office drama and turnover and help you get the most out of your team. Thanks again for listening. And like we always say, we believe that every team should reach their potential and that if we get intentional, our teams can become invincible. See you next time.